Street Epistemology is a wonderful approach that anyone can learn. You can learn more about street epistemology at streetepistemology.com. for the full year and what our goals are coming into the future. Um, we got the best trio of SE practitioners possible, starting with Linda Mako. Hello, everybody. So nice to see you. And this was a brand new year for me in SE. It's been great. And um, I'm looking forward to talking about that today with you guys. Hello, Ben. Hey, Diesel. Ben Diesel. Hey, so good to be here, guys. Uh, it's been a very eventful year. Hot highlight of my year so far. Well, it's dark gone now, so not so far. But anyway, meeting you two, uh, just love it. This is joining the AC community has been great, and I'm looking forward to talking about it. Cool. Awesome. So uh, we're going to go through the full round of introductions. Also, by the way, I'm Ty. Nice to meet you. I like to talk to people about stuff, too, and we're all here to help you guys figure out good ways to ask questions that inspire critical feedback in the people that you're talking with. And what we're gonna do for the next couple of minutes is play a quick game before we get into the New Year's resolution. Actually, it's not a game at all, guys. We just got a very serious letter, all right? This is a very serious letter that we got from some of our um, fans out there. Uh, and they, I, the, I guess what they really just want is uh, a way to get advice from us with regard to how to offer like good critical feedback to people that might necessarily be like loved ones or people in position of powers. How do you make awkward situations less awkward? And so our letter today comes from grunt number four. Um, grunt number four says, hi, my name, I, my name's grunt number four. I have a boss. His name is Thanos. He recently snapped his fingers and killed half of the people in the universe, including my dog, Steve. I really didn't like that but I'm afraid of how to bring that up in the next safety meeting. What can I tell my boss Thanos? <laughs> what do you guys think? I would ask what was he trying to achieve by snapping his fingers? Did you mm. really want to? It's a tough one. Yeah, that's very oh. dangerous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause What's I think his occupation? I think he's definitely something you... grunt below number three probably above four i don't know if he has staff himself ben what do you think um i'm not really familiar with like doomsday organizations yeah but i'm not it sounds like grant isn't such a high position as, as you might think mm. so um i think the important thing to do whenever you're going to give critical feedback is make sure you're in a position where it's safe for you to do so yeah. so if a grant number four maybe thinks that this might influence his job he should really be careful in how he approaches his boss. I think so too. You know what? That's really good advice. Also, I think like if if it's about the dog, maybe it's more of a thing of like, hey, this isn't so much about what you did. It's about how I felt. And maybe that could be more of the focus of the conversation. Linda, what do you think? Final touches. I don't know. I still can't get over the fact that <laughs> half the universe like 
um, was done away with. with That's old news. <laughs> like, I, yeah, that really stunted me. I'm at a loss for words. So I, I really um, empathize with, um, with Grant there. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that was rough for everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Especially if you were the fifty percent, you know the one. Holland, <laughs> just like I think something important we can take out of that is that it's important to kind of detach your emotions from this conversation. So if he's going to speak to his boss, he should try and be as neutral as possible, I so like that he that. doesn't already inject the conversation with negative emotions. Very, very good. I like that. Grunt number four. We hope you like our feedback. Best of luck! And now, to the show. Are you guys ready to talk about what we've done over the last year? Uh, I think it's been a crazy... I mean, I think we've known each other for just about maybe a year and a couple of months now, right? So, um... I don't even think it's been a couple of months. I think, you don't we, think? we started out in March. Dang, you're probably right then. No, you're probably it's right. crazy, man. You got a good memory then. So we're still a ways from our first birthday, but we're getting close to there. So I thought, hey, you know, while everyone's doing a New Year resolution, everyone's thinking about everything they've done since 2018, that's a good opportunity for us to do a review as well. Ben, I know you had a lot on your plate. I know when we met each other, it was just from a post that I put out on the Street Epistemology Study Group. And everyone was like, thumbs up, like, thumbs up, like. And then all of a sudden it was like this four-page paragraph thing that was just like, <laughs> actually, here's some things that you should be working on, blah, 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 blah. This was now. You're a little distracted here. The lighting is going to be a little better. I'm like, this is what I wanted. This is what I wanted to look for. Because, you know, when someone gives you a thumbs up or, thumb, or a like, it's like, hey, that's great that you reinforced how I felt about making this project. And it's nice that you're being nice. I appreciate the support. But I don't know where to grow. And I can get really bored very quickly with things that I try to put a lot of work into so the feedback you're giving me wasn't just meaningful feedback in the sense of hey these are some things you need to work on but for me it was like goals of like okay here are the things that i can constructively do to get really good at this and some things that i wasn't even paying attention to you really did a great job of highlighting that um so we went from just two people on facebook talking to now doing like video chats with each other keeping on track from like all through the holidays and this has been a really good and rewarding friendship um and i just want to say thank you very much for that so i would say like from the last year i think the relationship that we were able to build uh and linda as well linda i'll get to you too <laughs> everyone was just really really great linda for you i think we were talking about uh messenger group uh sc uh, anthony invited us to the sc group where we could just talk about like anything SC related. I remember, I think you sent me a post that was just like, um, hey, I really like SC, I'm really excited. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I'm working on like this weird idea of like how to bring up an analogy to like show why falsifiability is like a good thing. But I have too many words in all my examples. Could you like workshop that with me? And so like for the next, I think like week and a half, we were like going back and forth on like, what does this sound like? No, nah, that's too worried. What do you think like this? No, nah, you should say it like this. And ultimately we got something that was really, really good that I was actually able to use in the field like months after the fact. And I'm like, what if I remember reviewing the, uh, editing the video and sending it out. And I was like, how did I come up with this really good example? I always take credit. <laughs> and I was like, no, that's something that I came up with Linda like way, way back when, when we were like first talking to each other over Messenger. And I'm thinking like all these, you know, what seemed like 
in incidental conversation points that I've had with like people, including like you and and Linda and all you guys working together with me, have really formulated a really really novel approach to talking to people that I found to be not only just really productive and effective, but really rewarding for me because I, it's not just me going out there by myself. I feel like I'm bringing all the feedback and, and, and compliments and, and constructive feedback that you guys and everyone else in the league are bringing with me. And I can't tell you how thankful I am for that. So that's definitely what I'm thankful for. What are you guys thankful for? Enough love for me. Ben, you go first. Or Linda, you go first. You, you breathe first. <laughs> <laughs> I did that. Well, I'm thankful for the league. It, it did really um, speed things up once uh, I found uh, you, Tyrone and Ben, and we had study groups um, that haven't even been aired where uh, with you, Tyrone, we discussed the null hypothesis, mm. which for me was um, an idea I had heard of. It is, of course, a scientific term, as I've understood it, and I found it really helpful to get that explained from you. And also, I think that was the same conversation that we had about analogies and, and how to, um, yeah, yeah, what are good anal analogies and what are, are not so good. And yeah, to simplify them, like the the, the more simple uh, an analogy is, the more effective it is. Mm. Because, yeah, why? Why is it? I think it reaches well, more anyway, people. Having, having conversations like these and, and really getting down to the basics and um, uh, having a safe space to study SE, to ask like the clumsy questions, the, they are the real questions that I had about SE. Um, one thing that I'm really thankful for is that I've learned that it's not only the method we are looking for, but the reliable method mm. or the reliability of set methods to come to truth. Another thing that's been really great that I've learned this year is um, we do need to pay attention to the usage of the words we have mm. to go with the definition of the person we are communicating with that uh, these conversations are group efforts where we're trying to um, explore belief together. Um, those, are th I think, are the highlights of this year when it comes to understanding SE. And then on a more personal kind of note is that I believe I'm that enthusiastic about SE that that's the really valuable thing that I bring to the table. Not so much my uploading of videos because <laughs> I have yet to upload a single video. We got your back on I have been through. I have been through the recording process and that was valuable for me to learn. So I know something about that and I can enthuse other people uh, to give street epistemology a try and maybe also just repeat that you don't have to upload uh, videos, that you can learn this technique um, and use it with your family, with your friends on the bus, in the shops, wherever you go when you're negotiating things at work or with your friends. I think SE and SE type conversations can be used anywhere because the reliability of the methods we use to come to a belief, um, I think, inform our behavior in all facets of life. 
So I think that's kind of my niche, jumping around in a street epistemology t-shirt and just talking enthusiastically about it and traveling the world, going to um, conferences and meeting up with Anthony, which I did in February in, uh, in Norway and meeting up with people who are also enthusiastic about street epistemology. And then I went to QED in October yeah. and met a lot of people there that were skept like skeptics who were skeptic about street epistemology. And then by the end of the, the two-day conference, um, I think I had a, uh, um, a little group of people who were asking more and more about the technique and got really excited about it. And who knows, maybe I'll be talking there in 2020. This is my idea. Mm, that's good. But, um, Mike Hall, give me a call. Um, <laughs> he's the creator of QED. Um, I would love to talk and um, about street epistemology in the future. Cool. Ben. Hmm. So yeah, this, this year has been crazy. Uh, I think it was around last year this time that I discovered Anthony's videos and just started binge watching freaking street epistemology videos. Um, it convinced me to, to join social media for the first time in my life. Wow. Like my Facebook profile fool, you I created it. Like a girlfriend was annoyed that I wasn't on Facebook, so I created it, put on a photo, and that's the last time I logged in. So uh, got onto social media, joined some of the street epistemology groups, and it was just a blast. Um, I remember that photo of yours, Ty. Was when you still didn't really understand what the point of the critique street epistemology page was. <laughs> We're like, critique our videos. What are we doing wrong? Uh, but yeah, and it was just such a cool opportunity when you asked for feedback. I watched that video three times, uh, thought of what what I can, what good advice I can give you, and I was so happy when you had gave such a positive response to that. That was very cool. Um, yeah, I think if it was March last year that I went out for the first time. Um, I didn't have any equipment; just had a little whiteboard, a crappy stopwatch. And I wrote a blog post about my experience and uh, submitted that to the Street Epistemology blog. And I was just blown away, like completely starstruck when I received the email back from Anthony, who said he actually wants to get that submission up as quickly as possible. So from that point on, I was hooked. Um, yeah, and I must say, the, one of the best parts about this isn't so much getting onto YouTube, which is actually quite terrifying. It's all the people we've met. Um, meeting you guys, talking to you, Linda. I think the first time we spoke, you were uh, looking for advice to speak to Dean Meadows. <laughs> I had to role-play Dean Meadows. Uh, Rick Linda was just like, that's a reasonable Dean. <laughs> And just for those who don't know, Dean Meadows is an apologist from, a Christian apologist from North Carolina. And we are still having conversations. We need to schedule our next one, which will be about um, a manual for creating atheists, the book by Peter Bogosian. So we've decided to both read the book and critique the book. So I'm really looking forward to that. Oh, wow. Um, but we've wow. had to move, move. Yeah, people are busy. Schedules are hard to get together. But that's what we're going to do. So yeah, I remember that you were role playing um, um, a Christian apologist. You know, I remember you doing it really well. Like I learned a lot. Thank you. Ben. As well as Ty's terrifying sight in Bruggengate, which I still have nightmares about. <laughs> what was that? Uh, I was uh, before Ty went. Oh, before Raul's the debate, or not debate, but appearance with Saint Bruggengate, 
Sai gave his best impression of a presuppositional apologist. I and pretended it was to be terrifying. Sai. Yeah. I would say also with regards to like getting help from people who are religious, um, you're working with Dean Meadows. I will, we have a new Christian in our uh, SE group called Tyler. He's actually someone who I've done talks with before in an interview. He reached out. I invited him to the group, and it's been really good to have a lot of different perspectives working towards making SE uh, a more effective means of communicating with people, particularly with different beliefs, because it's not so much um, the beliefs that you m might have had coming into the conversation. It's about being open-minded. And what Tyler is, mm. is very open-minded. And I feel like Dean Meadows, despite his presuppositional position, is at least open-minded enough to have a, uh, a, a nice conversation with you know people with very diff different beliefs. And I think that's the goal ultimately behind street epistemology. It's not to like proselytize atheism or a very particular point of view. It's just to get people open-minded and questioning and critical thinking about the things that they mm. never really applied that stuff to. And I do believe the book written by Peter Boghossian, where I believe the term street epistemology is coined, is that how, it, how it's said? Um, I think it could just as well be called a, a manual for a good conversation. Oh, um, I love that. <laughs> Linda, write that book. More, yeah. We coined it, it here. The publishers who wanted um, a pr provocative title sure. yeah. to the book because um, I do believe anybody can use these techniques um, no matter what the belief. Um, I, I also do believe that the, the default is atheism, but it, again, it depends on how we define the term. And I do think that there have been really, really effective um, dialogue between um, Christians and atheists where the terms have been clarified. Sure. And um, I think we might find that we um, think more alike than, um, than not in so a lot of cases. So that was a great re uh, review of everything that we've been doing. I want to focus a little bit more on present. What have we been doing lately? Let's forget about all that stuff months, months ago. What's something cool that's been happening? And I won't say within the last weekend, because I think we can say within the last month or so. So we'll call this segment. Hey, Ben. Here's my cat. We'll call this segment Ben Linda's and Ties Excellent Month. <laughs> Linda, what Excellent have you been up to this week? I heard you had a really cool interview with somebody. Ooh, but that was Ben too. <laughs> yes. So we were a panel of four street epistemologists. Was it four? Yes, because it was read Nice Wonder Everyday um, Street Epistemology, or is it Everyday SE? And Same thing. Ben Diesel and um, yours truly, Super Curious. Linda Mocco, we got to have a really nice conversation with um, Seth Andrews, the thinking atheist, and that will air on uh, the 15th of Feb, cool. it would have to be. For anybody who doesn't so know who's did... Seth Andrews. Sorry? Seth, Seth Andrews is the thinking atheist. I believe he was a believer at one point. Um, uh, Baptist, I don't know. I'm sorry, I'm really bad at the different religions. Uh, I'm a, a radio presenter on a Christ, uh, large Christian radio network, I think. Yeah. And now he does a podcast, isn't it, called The Thinking Atheist? 
Yes. And he's got a beautiful radio voice. Oh, and, uh, he's got the voice where he's just <laughs> emphasizing that bass effect a little bit, getting a little right on the microphone and dropping the vocal fries down to about <laughs> here, a little bit breathy. And then really, what is the point? Uh, all right, there we go. <laughs> but he was really nice and very professional. It was kind of nice to see how he was... Um, he was both like fun and then the no, no nonsense like it was just hello 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 and it was like let's start three two one let's go intro and then we got to talk so he's um he's no, really no, you're not supposed to give away all the secrets oh i'm sorry <laughs> i have no secrets you see so mm. hang out with me and it might be dangerous if you've got lots of them um what am i talking about it was a lot of fun and we got to speak about um why we like enjoy street epistemology, what would be typical questions, um, why we do it. Mm, what else, Ben? Do you remember more than I do? I have. Uh, Seth, we talked about tribalism. I think that's something that Seth is very interested in nowadays. How can we get people to actually um, start going outside of their bubble and not seeing people who don't think the same way as they do as the enemy? And we had a quite interesting conversation on that. Mm. A great book, I think, somehow on that subject, although not, is The Sapiens by the <laughs> Israeli guy, where he talks about how um, the modern humans um, have become the way we are, and it also kind of like looks into the future as well, and I think it touches quite nicely on tribalism and why it exists, but also how we can override it with our wonderful prefrontal cortex. Mm. Like tribalism is kind of like it's still a part, um, or the what's it called the um, the tendency towards tribalism um, comes from our like more primitive brains, like our brains are layered from the older parts to the newer parts, and tribalism kind of stems from the more primitive brain, and we can override that with our prefrontal cortex, which is our newer part of the brain. So we can go like, hey, I can have those like tribalistic feelings or urges that I can think, peace, man. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Almost sounds like a song. Ben, what was your impressions of the interview overall? Uh, it was terrifying. <laughs> I was so nervous. But it was good. Um, it was very nice talking to Seth. Um, I was so glad to have talked to Everyday SE. I've interacted with him a couple of times on Twitter, but it's the first time we spoke. Very, very nice dude. Um, I'd actually like to get him on with us sometime. Yeah, is he in the league already? Um, I don't think so. I don't know if he's got if he's on Facebook. Check it out. So, Anyone? I'll... I'll, I'll Call them up and see what we can do. And that extension also goes to all of our viewers as well. If you like critical feedback, if you like SE, and you feel like you want to lurk or contribute, whatever you want, feel free to send a re call out to us in the comments or uh, uh, contact me through Messenger or Ben Diesel or Linda Mako, and we'll be happy to in introduce you to a really, really growing community of people who are really interested in learning how to have meaningful conversations with each other. Um, Let's see. Don't, don't contact, contact Ben Diesel. That guy sucks at social media. <laughs> I will throw this out. Um, so I didn't have any, like, I, I didn't meet, 
I did meet Seth Andrews before at a uh, protest that was uh, protesting mm. the Ark Encounter, and that was oh, yeah. back in July. We, me, my friend and I, Eric Green, uh, we set up a tent to do conversations with the protesters as well, both sides of the protesters, the Christian apologetics that were there and the atheists that were there to try to like tone down like the vitriol that could have been thrown back and forth. It wasn't too bad, and I think our presence had a really good impact on that because we ended up having like two sides that were like very adamant about what they believe to a table that everyone was surrounding and listening to each other talk about why they have such ardent beliefs on not only just the arc, but like beliefs on Christianity, Judaic rules, uh, philosophy, morality, where atheists stand on a lot of points of view with regard to treating people, where they get their morals from, all that stuff. And I thought it was a really, really good conversation. Met Seth Andrews there, also met R.N. Raw, R.N. Raw, and, uh, R.N. Raw, and, uh, it was just really, really cool. Um, I, I would say the coolest thing about Seth Andrews is, is <laughs> he's got, he's got that radio voice, but when our tent blew in the wind, it like, it literally capsized. He came and he helped us put it back together again. And the whole time I'm like, this guy looks like Seth Andrews, but he sounds like the high school coach for hockey. It's <laughs> just like, Hey guys, let me help you out here. It's like, is that Seth Andrews? It doesn't sound like him. It's like, no, like, is he, is that literally him? It was like, yeah, I think Eric was like, I think Seth Andrews just helped us put our tent back. It's like, are you sure? And then he goes, stands up. He's like, all right, see you guys later. I'm going to have to do a talk now. And then he goes to his talks like, hello, I'm Seth Andrews. I'm here to talk to you about that very important thing. I was like, oh, it was him the whole time. That was great. <laughs> that was great. Ty so, Ryan, you did that so well. Thank you. you I should appreciate do radio. It. Oh, wait a sec. You do. You've got a podcast. <laughs> hey, tell us about your podcast. Um, Didn't so, you start yes. that this year too? So, so I started a lot of things from last year, but uh, I guess that goes to like some of the, the goals that I had set up. Um, I got recently... A lot of attention through YouTube, and now I'm close to breaking like 10,000 subscribers for at least this year. <gasps> Congratulations! I'm on, pace, I'm on pace to break it by February, and I'm hoping yeah. by 2019 to get to 50k. <laughs> That's my. It's ambitious, but I think I can get there, and it's all through everyone's helping with me on that. Um, also, Patreon support's been really, really helpful for me, and one of the goals is to make a podcast, and I'll start to host it and release it. And we'll have the role play sessions that we have in the league. So like once, about once a week, we get together and we pretend to be people with problems or uh, famous people. And we just have a very transparent way of training how to do SE or what we could do better with our SE approaches. And then Raul gets really into it. If you think uh, Ty Ken Bergentate is like funny, you should look at Raul's impression of a precept because it's very, very, very <laughs> intense. And I think these are really wow. good things. So if you really like to practice stuff like this or if these kinds of things might intrigue you, this is a really good place to, uh, the league's a really good place to check out. And just want to say thank you for all the support that I've been getting through YouTube, Patreon, and everything else. I've also been recently, I, I, I moved to a new place. So this is like a brand new setup for me. And I'm learning about new places to do SE at. And I think that's a really interesting prog uh, process with regard to like, what parks can I go to? What areas have enough foot traffic that makes it worthwhile? What temperature settings are, are people accustomed <laughs> to sitting down and talking with a random guy uh, in a, like a park area or like a walkway or a hiking area? So that's something I'd like to document as well. I think it'd be kind of interesting because I feel like I'm sort of starting fresh 
and I don't have like my go-to places anymore, which kind of sucks because I love the places that I had before. Like I had the camera and then the layout and like the shade where it falls, where the best place is set up. I had agreements with all security guards. <laughs> I was just like a common <laughs> sight. Now I'm starting all fresh again, but I think that's something that's interesting for people to like try to figure out. So um, if you like stuff like that, I will do my best to try to document that process for you, both through video and uh, through uh, whatever blog or whatever. The podcast would probably be a really good idea for that, too. Um, yeah. One last thing. I, for the new place I'm living, I took down the dining area and turned it basically into, like, this studio where I can start doing videos um, with, like, a nice little backdrop and, like, lights and all that stuff. And it's really, really fun. I realized that it takes way more effort to make those kinds of videos than I expected. I thought I'd just sit down in one take and I'm done. But it turns out there's like a lot of editing to meet like a standard that I had in my head to me. And I was like, oh, this is really making me appreciate the kind of work that goes into stuff like this. Mm. And mm. read Nice Wonder is always a great resource with regard to like what kind of lenses should I be using? What kind of like framing is best for this? Um, wow. How do you properly light a face? Cause I have like a very, like a dark face, right? So like it absorbs like light in, in ways that, you know, the box that has like a white guy on it <laughs> doesn't necessarily match my face. I'm like, <laughs> I might need more light than this. So like, what, what are some of the steps? So he's been a really great resource too. So I just want to say again, thanks for everyone for helping me out. Um, yeah. I remember watching one with a spoon and, and, um, and a beard conversation. <laughs> yeah. I really liked that. So I'll put a link to that one in the description if anyone wants to check that out. <laughs> but uh, what do we have plans for the future? Let's. We just did the past. We talked about the present. What about our future plans? Where do we want to see ourselves for 2020? Linda, what about you? 2020 and 2019, that in between? No, it's when it turns 2020. We're in 2019 now. That's the present. What are we going to be? Uh, January 2020. 2020. I have a plan. All right. 2020, I would like to tour America. <gasps> uh, and also, so I will be meeting you, Tyrone. Nice. Time sure, why not? Yeah, absolutely. And then, and then I've included Ben into this uh, idea as well. So he will be on a leg of the tour. <laughs> He's <laughs> not a, that's a his wife. <laughs> bit of a jump. <laughs> this, this is the first he is hearing of it, but I'm um, The so, reunion I, tour, I like it. Yes. And so I would like to do an east to west coast kind of uh, road trip and meet up with everybody, um, all SEOs that I've learnt or gotten to know now via um, the internet. Uh, I would love to be a guest on um, Truth Wanted. Uh, <gasps> you you should! From the ACA, and I would like to do it live. Yes. Um, so, or, I mean, in the studio. Oh, okay, okay. This, this will be your second time going to the studio. I could also be a guest before that, I guess, through the internet. But thus far, my CPU hasn't been that great, so I've been holding off on that. But I would like to do this American tour and hopefully sell uh, a lot of my books that I'm writing that is going to be about SE, essentially. It's about critical thinking, facilitating criti critical thinking for young kids in an adventure book about a girl who runs away from home and then she survives um, in the wilderness and she finds an abandoned house and uh, she finds evidence of different things and it's, like, it's about SE in a nutshell. But it's a fun book that will be written and published by then and I'll tour America to sell it from the back of my car, uh, 
the <laughs> something like that. Uh, and then come back to um, Liverpool in time for uh, QED 2020. Um, and so I have to convince some people to let me sell my book there and also talk about street epistemology, maybe give a workshop at QED in 2020. Sure. This is very specific, by the way. And, I love it. And nobody has agreed to any of this, but uh, I'm just going to do that. So that's my 2020. Thank you That is much. a busy 2020. So, like, travel the world, write books, mm-hmm. and see friends. Oh, it's written <laughs> and published by then. Very, so very cool. Very nice. Nothing else. Nice. Yes. My cat loves it. <laughs> ben, what do you got plans for 2020? What are you doing? Oh, man. So um, I am getting more involved with the local secular society we have, but only secular society we have in South Africa. Uh, today I actually hosted the first meetup in my hometown. Nice! It went very well. We had 20 people. And Whoa! Had great conversations. Yeah, it was very, very cool. Um, yeah, well-timed as well. On a Sunday at a nice little outdoor restaurant, 10 o'clock, just as everybody is coming out of church and having their family brunch, we have a, a godless little breakfast ah, there. It was great. It's, su- it's summer um, there, right? Just making sure, right? Yes, it's summer, yes. Ah, you got the advantage. Nice, nice, nice. Barbecue anytime. All right, cool. So, so I'm doing that. I'm going to see if I can expand it. I want to... Previously, what, what the society has done is just more social uh, meetups, once a month, and I want to see if we can take that to a next level, um, do some community work, uh, get something that's more regular, maybe pull in people who otherwise wouldn't come to these types of things, so that's something I want to work on. Um, I'm setting up a secular society at my old university, so I'm going to try and get that registered and off the ground and running this year. And uh, then I'm also looking into immigrating. So, Rihanna, Where? considering going to Europe. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Come to Something the UK. We could... Not the UK. It's not Europe anymore, Linda. What? Is that true? It's I don't understand. I don't understand how geography works. They're Brexiting. Yeah, but they're still a part of England. Europe. I thought that was. Let's not take it too far now. <laughs> No, I'm just My mind doesn't make sense. Um, no, I'm specifically looking at going to the Netherlands. Um, Dutch is very close to Afrikaans, apparently. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't understand a word, but it should be easy to pick up, sort of people tell me. So that's something I'm looking at. Yeah, and uh, on the AC side, um, I really want to try and see if I can get conversations that are longer and... Um, where I've got opportunity to follow up. So I've been putting the word out to friends and family if they know anybody who'd be willing to chat to me. Uh, I've got two people who are interested. One is a, a girl who works with me who's very keen on, on giving it a try. So if that gets off the ground, uh, I plan on doing like weekly interviews with the same person, um, seeing how they progress, how they process all the questions that, that we talk about. I think very excited about that. I'd, I'd love to see how that goes, and if you can actually see a difference week on week. Not bad. Yeah. Cool stuff, cool stuff. I like the long conversations myself. Yes. And the follow-up thing, and I'm also realizing... Yes. This is one of the like later things I've realized about SC, is that um, the follow-up conversations are, are really valuable. Yeah. That, that you can't get as far as one 
might think one could in one conversation. People really need to go and take a break and think about it um, because the thinker is doing the heavy lifting. Mm. And of course, I, um, I don't think you should discount the impact that one conversation can have. It's, oh, yeah, it's not yeah. going to be immediate. Oh, that's good. Uh, but yeah, I think for me to, to see that it'll be very motivating and interesting to see uh, how a person's mindset changes. Um, the, the one girl who's interested, for example, believes that microwaves are very, very bad for your health. She doesn't have one in her house and she basically vacates the premises as soon as anybody else uses a microwave. So uh, I think that's going to be an interesting belief to dig into. Cool. Yeah. That is so great. But I guess my point was also that how fire can come when you like revisit. Mm. Like when people have had a chance to think about it on their own, like did the, did the, what happened? Yes. So to say. And it's, it's also, I mean, um, with AC, you meet somebody where they're at. So uh, there might be this one level where you're talking about maybe helping that person recognize that, that they've got confirmation bias. And maybe they think about it and they realize that, yes, actually, um, I'm letting through all the information which confirms my belief and I'm ignoring everything else. And that might be very powerful for them. But then there might be something else that they're doing which might be affecting their view of reality. So it's, it's kind of peeling the onion type of thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, did you already say what you're doing in 2020, Tyrone? Me? Uh, so there's, yeah. there's a uh, really big town just north of here called Nashville. I don't know how famous that town is for... Uh, Nashville, Tennessee. You know it? Yeah, the music place. It's the music place. It's where, uh, some country people call it music. the headquarters of country music. Um, Hollywood, but country music, sort of. There's It's a really big town, and there's a, uh, a, pl uh, a Sunday assembly that's here. And what Sunday Assembly is, is sort of like a gathering on the first Sunday of every month for non-believers. It's very similar to like a church where you just get the fellowship, but there's no God thrown into it. And I thought that's a great place. So I reached out to them and they have like weekly meetups, like every weekend they're always like hanging out. And I brought up, hey, I'm, I'm this guy, I just came down from Kentucky and I'd like to be able to try to do some of these talks. And we're like, sure, we even have you love to come and do talks on stuff like that. So I'm like, great. <laughs> Plus there's also a convention called NanoCon that's also hosted in Nashville, Nashville non-believers, Nano. And uh, I'm gonna go up there to help uh, whoever else is going out there. I think Anthony's gonna be up there as well, uh, workshop and, and move whatever we gotta move to like help to spread the word on street epistemology. And I forgot where, oh, I the last place that I was at I had set up a talk to give for the Lexington, Kentucky's Free Thought Convention. So I'll be driving up there, and I'm so excited to drive back to uh, the last place I was at because there's this brilliant, brilliant Mexican food place store called Don Senor's that makes burritos that are bigger than the screen. They're at least two and a half feet wide. They're this thick, and they're like $12. It's insane. And ever <laughs> since I moved away, that was the only thing I miss because I live near a Mexican food place, and like I asked them for, I asked them, 
what's the biggest burrito you guys make? And the lady looked at me confused. She's like, they're all the same size. And I was like so crushed on the inside because she doesn't understand <laughs> what she could have had. And they gave me a burrito and it was like this big. And I'm like, no, I can't go back. It's just like, there's nothing I can do. So I'm looking forward to going back. I'm going to probably order like four giant monster burritos. That's what they're called. And come back in. We're on a tangent. But anyway, 2020, um, I'm going to work hard to get around to 50K subscribers. You guys have all been warned. Get ready. Go <laughs> <laughs> go out there and uh i'm not really good on twitter but i guess i should get some more followers on that too but really what i want to do is increase the number of talks that i uh, i do because it's a really really fun skill to develop public presentations and i have sort of like a social anxiety kick where if i don't do that on a frequent basis i will lose all those skills at a very very quick dramatic mm -hmm. pace so i want to make sure i do that there's some open nights there's some open night mics around here too so i will just keep the 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 practice of getting in front of people and talking i think that's a really good skill to help and i think se helps so much with that but mm -hmm. overall making more friends um doing more talks doing having more interviews and helping other people that need to get some of their videos um edited too if you're someone that likes to record but doesn't like to edit we have a street on streetepistemology.com you'll find a link for a group of people who will help you out all you have to do is submit your videos and um go and if you want and if you don't even like that if that sounds too uh, judgmental just reach out and contact me i can look at your videos and we can see if how we can edit it um based on a variety of different mm -hmm. templates we're here to help you out any way that you can and linda what do you got i want to say um that learn, learn it use it, it yeah teach it, it. Spread it. There you go. Um, so, 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 so I'm, I'm just, just advocating also for if, you, if you're not into the video thing or uploading or any of that, you can just learn how to do it, use it in your life, uh, teach it to other people, and spread it. There you go. <laughs> All right, I think we're about to, so we just did a full New Year's resolution of the review, past, and future. I think we're getting ready to close up. Hold up, do you guys hear that? Do you guys hear that? Oh, that's very unprofessional. I think I just got an email. Hold on. <laughs> oh, I just got something from grunt number four. Can I, should I be able to read this? <laughs> I think so. Let's see. Okay, so grunt number four says, hello, losers. We're the losers, by the way. League of SC reviewers. It's all good. <laughs> I took your advice to heart. I talked to Thanos, and I took... Uh, lessons from it's hard to read I don't know if he I don't know why he printed this out as a PDF and because his handwriting is really bad but um, I think I took lessons from Ben Linda and Ty from Ben I decided not to make the conversation confrontational for Ty I decided to try to highlight the sympathetic angle that I was really just sad that my dad my dog died in the snap that killed 50% of all of organic creatures on the universe he spelled on wrong but it's it's totally fine and for Linda at the end of the conversation I was like hey man that was kind of rude right killing everyone in the universe why would you do that and Thanos was like Okay, I'll think about that. Thank you. And I think that's a good way. Aww. See you guys in the end game. I'm hoping we can be friends later. Bye. Oh, okay. See you. Thank you, Grunt number four. I really appreciate that. That was really, really nice. Thanks, so, Grunt. Thanks, Grunt. 
make sure you, if you have any questions, send them over to the League of SE Reviewers. We'll be happy to help you out with critical thinking, with critical feedback. And as always, closing out with our catchphrase, I'm both rubber and glue. We will see you guys on the next episode of the SE League of Super Reviewers. <laughs> Are you guys ready? I am both rubber and glue on three, two, one. I am both rubber and glue. Bye, guys. Street Epistemology is a technique by Dr. Peter Bogosian in his book, A Manual for Creating Atheists, and his Android and iOS app, Atheos.